Hello, and welcome to the Mindsets Manifestation Podcast with me, Christina Medina. I'm a positive action coach and manifestation blogger living in New York City. Join me for your massive dose of encouragement, mind shifts, and totally possible manifestation. Every episode is packed with tools to empower you to dream big and make it happen. We're all unique human beings here with amazing gifts just waiting to be realized. If no one has ever told you that, then you're so in the right place. Today is the day you start appreciating you. All right. Hello. Thank you for joining me today and taking a chance on this lady named Christina Medina and what she's going to teach you about manifestation. That's kind of a trendy word that you know, people throw around a lot, and I've definitely seen it on Instagram a few times. So I think, you know, a lot of people may have an idea on what exactly manifestation is, and it's basically changing the way you think and your behaviors in order to bring something into your life. And we heard a lot about this with the Law of Attraction film that came out, like, gosh, that was so long ago, but... Uh, the secret. And that was really just like a tip of the iceberg. And it was kind of cheesy and kind of corny. But what it did do was open up a lot of people to this thing called law of attraction, myself included. I mean, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to visualize a $100,000 check and I'm going to put it out there into the universe that someone is just going to let me have an apartment in New York City to live in. So... I mean, I was really dreaming big. And this was, I saw The Secret in 2005, I think, or something like that. It was right, it was a year or two before I moved to New York, which was in the summer of 2007. So this movie had a great impact on me. And it actually, I was married at the time. And my ex-husband and I, we were both like kind of really into it. And I think in some some amazing way, I actually did manifest moving to New York. Yes, I saw this movie actually just like the year before moving to New York. And I remember saying, we are moving to New York in six months. So when we move to New York, we'll have this amount of money and we're going to find this loft apartment and we are leaving. And it was, (laughs) I really put it out there. And also the thought about someone just letting me have uh, an amazing apartment in New York City too, but that didn't happen. But what I did manage to do was manifest the money that came, the full amount of money that we needed, the apartment. I totally manifested that. It was this amazing loft in Brooklyn and we got there. So that was really the beginning of me manifesting. And from there, I really became obsessed with like, what is this? Can this really work? It seemed like it was working or it did work. And I thought, how can I make this work for me again? Because for me, I moved to New York as an artist and I thought I'm going to just like take on the world. I had a job working in an art gallery in Chelsea And I was doing some video art curation on the side and doing these like artist salons and things like that. So I really thought that I was going to make my mark in New York City in the art world. And maybe I will someday, but that kind of thing is not my priority now. Now, like fast forward 11 years later, I am working for one of New York's top developers 
I work in sales and I do very well in sales. I've learned a lot of techniques to connect with people and to really understand their perspective and get a sense of, you know, what they're feeling and the way to position the product to show the buyer how this benefits them. It's not trickery or illusions or anything like that. I am not that kind of salesperson. I do not believe in uh, slimy salespeople or being dishonest. There have been people I've met in real estate in New York that have been not the most ethical, but I knew that if I was going into this, I was going to take all of the values that I carried over from uh, my coaching practice that I had prior to going into real estate, and I would carry that over into my career as a real estate agent. So I kind of skipped over a part there, but after the recession, I was kind of at a loss. So let's say this is about, well, it took me a little bit longer. It was around 2009, and I was trying to get back into the art world, but I was unable to find a paying position. This was really tough for me because I put myself through college. I was an older student. Um, I graduated from my university at 31. So this meant a lot to me that I went back to school and I studied art and I would be working in the art industry or in the art, in some sort of art gallery. I thought that I would be uh, in the process of getting my MFA and I would continue curating art shows. Things don't always work out as you plan. And one of the things that I've learned is what usually happens is it's you're, you receive something that's actually bigger and better than what you planned, but you have to have faith in that. So I was at a loss. I didn't really know what I was doing in New York, but I knew I did not want to go back home to Missouri, even though my family kind of told me daily that I should go back home. But I knew that I would make it work. And if that meant that I would go and start bartending and waiting tables again, then I would do that. So I was not above it. I went back into that. I actually worked my way through my university working in a restaurant and bartending there. So I was very fortunate to be able to land something right of way working at a very busy bar in the East Village of New York and then transitioning over to the West Village. So I was very fortunate there as well because I worked for a great family and I there was none of the other bullshit that you hear about people having to deal with working in bars in New York. So I was very, very grateful for that too. So I must have had some amazing guardian angels. But all of that said, I still continued to feel very lost. I sort of stopped feeling like I wanted to get back into art, kind of felt like a little heartbroken in that area. And I stopped making art. I stopped taking photos. That's what I actually studied, photography and graphic design. So I stopped doing all that together. And I just, I started going out and I went out a lot. And when you work in a bar, it's very easy to go meet your friends who work in bars and drink a lot. And I, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I definitely was hiding from something. <laughs> there was uh, a lot of healing that needed to be done, a lot of stuff that I suppressed. And I was an expert at suppressing because for me, I've been on my own since I was 17. So I was 
always suppressing pain so I could get up and go to work every day or get up and go to school every day. And I learned how to do that at a very early age. So this thing that I was going through around 2008, 2009, and so on, this thing that I was going through, it lasted for a few years. And there was this breaking point where it's kind of an embarrassing moment. And I, I will, I mean, it was all me. It didn't involve anyone else. But I just remember waking up the next morning and I thought, what the hell am I doing with my life? I need to turn this around. So I immediately went out and found a job working in a yoga studio. I was still working at the bar three days a week, but I was also working at the yoga studio a few days a week. And there is where I learned about meditation. I learned about uh, acupuncture and I learned a great deal about yoga as well as this whole mindset and manifestation thing and how the subconscious mind controls so much of what we do. In fact, everything that you do is controlled by your subconscious mind and often we're replaying these little movies or these little records over and over again, which is why we continue to get the same results. Like, why can't I lose this 30 pounds that, you know, I will work out like crazy and kill myself at berries, but like this weight is still not coming off. Maybe a little bit, but then you know what? When it finally starts showing, then it's like, boom, sabotage time. So this is a common thing for many people. And it could be that, it could be like any other thing that we're trying to change, any pattern that we're trying to change. There is just something deep that keeps us from changing. And our subconscious mind just wants things to stay status quo because change freaks out the subconscious mind. It is not happy about that. Seems dangerous. Seems like a no to the subconscious mind. So anyway, I'm working at this yoga studio and trying to get my life together. I'm still like slipping back, but I feel like, you know, you slip back, you move forward a little bit farther and then you slip back and you move forward a little bit further. And I am one of those people who cannot take the easy path. I am totally the long, crooked, hard road. (laughs) And I've always been that way, but I really, truly believe that this is 100%. This has been for a reason, and I feel like this podcast is that reason. I was supposed to go through the things that I went through and work with the people I worked with so I could advance and get here and then share all this information with you. And so that is what you'll continue to get from this podcast. So on a side note, I hope you please subscribe so you can follow this journey. Um, But getting back to the past and then we'll get back to the present. I don't like to dive too much in the past, but I really do want you to understand who I am and know that you know, when you hear these podcasts in the future, you know, I don't want you to think I had like some kind of perfect life or, you know, like I'm, I'm doing very well financially in New York now, but this is like, this is a thing that only happened four years ago because I was so living in poverty before. Um, I remember I couldn't buy a new blouse or a new dress for myself. It was a big deal. And it was like, oh my God, I can't afford it. And I would have such anxiety over money. And when I finally started making money, I would freak out like, oh my God, I can't spend $70 on a blouse, which now I spend far more than that on a blouse. But I mean, this gives you, I just want you to know that, you know, my life has not been perfect at all. So I'm just setting that, I'm prefacing that now, you know, because my life is pretty amazing now. And, and, you know, you, I will share this with you and you will learn that about me. 
And I try not to edit too much, so I really just like to speak to you because I want you to hear it from my heart. I don't like rehearsing things. I guess I do things on the fly because I want things to be genuine. So if I go off on a little tangent and circle back, there's always going to be a point to it. <laughs> back to the yoga studio. So I'm in the yoga studio. I start meditating. Soon I start visualizing and I start trying to see my life in a different place. So I use first the meditation tool, then the, the visualization tools, which were so impactful. I'm actually, I feel like my meditation is more of a visualization exercise every day than it is an actual meditation. It's kind of 50-50. But doing that, you know, I started getting more into wellness and holistic wellness. Like how do, does the way that I take my makeup off my face impact my feeling about myself? You know, these are all little tiny things that you don't really think about in your day-to-day, -day, but they really do have an impact on your self-value. So all of these things were like so new to me and it was just a new way of thinking and I was like a sponge absorbing everything. I started working with a life coach, this woman named Doro. We worked over the phone, which this was kind of strange to me because I was like, I'm talking to someone I'm never going to meet over the phone and she's coaching me on my problems <laughs> and getting me to my goals. So, But working with her was freaking amazing and it was like, I was here and then I jumped forward because of my work with her. So I'm forever grateful to her. Doro, if you are listening, thank you. Oh, those were, that was a mantra. <laughs> On a side note, I program little alarms throughout the day with a mantra for myself. So I'm constantly reminded of my ability to manifest uh, people, places, and things into my life that uh, will bring me uh, whatever it is I need in my life. So it will bring me opportunity. It will bring me money. It will bring me connection to people. It will help me to impact other people's lives. So I'll tell you more about that too. So I'm working with Doro and life is rapidly changing and there's so much progress. I think to myself, I want to do this for someone too. Like I would really want to start helping someone the same way that she helped me. So I enrolled in a life coach and professional coach certification program. This is 2010. This is very uh, new, this idea of life coach. I had heard of professional coach when I worked at my corporate job like years before I worked in marketing, but this was something more like executives were doing and not so much like just regular people who had life goals and they didn't really know how to get there. So... I was working with Doro and loved it and then decided that I would get my certification. So I went through the certification process and started my own practice, which pretty much took off. I mean, it was, I didn't really have a lot of the resources that are available to me now, but, uh, and social media was really at the very onset, you know, especially, well, not Facebook, but, you know, Instagram was very new and this whole influencer thing was not really like a super strong, um, didn't really have a super strong impact on reaching people and things like that. So all of this stuff was pretty new and life coaching was, was very new. I remember telling people that I was a certified life coach and they're like, what is a certified life coach? You know? And then when I got Reiki certified, they were like, what is Reiki? And some people couldn't even remember Reiki, the word. They would say like Ricky or whatever. <laughs> so 
needless to say, explaining Reiki to people, which if you don't know what Reiki is, um, you should Google it because it's pretty cool. But it's an energy therapy. And it's actually like um, the chakras have energy blocks. And Reiki helps to lift the negative energy blocking those energy fields throughout your body. And sometimes we have just a lot of negative energy and like dark spaces, if you will, throughout our body that can cause illness and that can cause negative thoughts and things like that. So I was getting Reiki on a regular basis and then I got my Reiki certification. So I was giving Reiki to my coaching clients and I had no idea that I had such an impact on them, but the Reiki went over really well and I was doing workshops at at various yoga studios and it was so amazing. I really enjoyed working with people in this way. And it, it, I mean, it was incredibly rewarding. So that continued. I started coaching people one-on-one and that's where it got a little hard for me because I am an empath. I don't know if you know that word. We've some, I've been hearing it a lot, you know, over the last few years, but this is a person who feels other feelings or other people's feelings. And What's really important with this is to learn how to turn that off (laughs) so you don't have to feel someone else's anxiety or anger or insecurity, you know, Um, but that that is a thing that you actually have to learn and I had to learn too. So at the time I was doing coaching and I really took on the feelings of other people and the responsibility of other people. And I, I think I was pretty codependent because I felt very responsible for their happiness. And when they didn't follow through on their goals for the week or they would backslide, I felt responsible. I felt that it was my fault. And so it just got a little draining for me and I had no energy because I had very poor boundaries. So what I did was I kind of removed myself from the situation and took a six-week leave out of New York. I was on like a hiatus. I went to Paris for six weeks. Well, that sounds really glamorous, but I did it on a serious budget. And I was there, and I felt like I really need to figure out what I'm doing because while I really enjoyed doing all that, maybe what I need to do is I need to apply all that stuff that I've been teaching to other people to myself again because I kind of lost my way again. And so I got back from Paris. I immediately got my real estate license. I only had three months of, um, of bills saved up. You're supposed to have six. That's what they say anyway. But I had three. I had no other choice. I had to make it work. So I worked my ass off. I worked for many unusual, crazy people. <laughs> and then some really amazing, unbelievable people who gave me... Um, just I'm forever grateful because they really saw that I was a very hard worker and I was someone they could rely on and I was dependable. So I applied all my mindset uh, and manifestation tools to myself and really had to reprogram my thinking. You know, I had to reprogram my thinking to where it was, you know, I had been making about $40,000 a year I don't think anyone really knows, anyone that knows me now knows that I was living on $40,000 a year. This was up until 2014. So $40,000 a year. And then at the end of 2014, I got a promotion that advanced me into a sales position. And I was selling condos for a developer. And then a year later, I broke $120,000 that year. 
and talk about the <laughs> talk about working on your feelings of being worthy. I had to work through so much those first few years where I was finally making over $100,000 a year in real estate. There was a lot of stuff going on and you know, my boyfriend at the time even said like, you know, a lot of stuff is going to come up, you know, because he was he also came from a very, you know, like poor poverty background just like myself growing up and um, well, I wouldn't say we were in poverty, but we had we did not have money growing up and you know, I wasn't given things that other kids were given. Like I was not given a car and I paid my own way through school and I was actually out on my own by 17. So my senior year, I was working and in school and I did graduate from high school and I was the first person in my family to go to a university and graduate. So giving myself a little pat on my back, but I'm digressing, sorry. Getting back to the feelings of worthiness, I had to work through a lot of that too. And what ended up coming after that was even greater because then I got an even better opportunity. And again, it was always every time I got to one level, I would feel like, okay, I'm ready to advance to the next level. But there was always an obstacle right there. And you know what? The universe gives you that obstacle so you can work through that and then boom, come out on the other side and you're rewarded. I am not joking. I have seen this over and over again. I am old enough now to have been through enough shit to kind of see how, or not to kind of see, but to see and to be a witness to that this stuff happens to get you further in life, to advance you. You can stay stuck in it and feel bad for yourself and not come out of it and stay, you know, like hold on to a victim mentality or you can choose to learn from that, to push through it, to work through it, to heal, to seek out the help you need from others to get through it. And why do it alone? I had the help of not only self-help books, but I worked with an amazing hypnotherapist, which I will have a podcast about hypnotherapy and and how that works for you because that goes straight to the subconscious mind. And we will even work with that. And I will also, in the future podcast, I will provide you with some downloadable meditations as well as self-hypnosis. I will teach you how to do that, which I learned from my hypnotherapist. So I will share that with you. I will go over mantras. I will teach you the things that other people taught me. And then we'll do this together. So I'm here. Please find me on Instagram at Mindset to Manifestation. So please find me and let's continue this conversation. Please be sure to subscribe. And please, I would really appreciate it if you left me a rating and a review. That would mean so much to me. So please subscribe. Please write me a review. Please find me on Instagram. Please send me a DM. And in the future, I'm going to be holding a couple little contests too. So we'll have some fun. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. And again, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope your day is amazing or your night is amazing. And I look forward to you joining me again soon. Thank you.